Welcome to the Sonder Podcast, where we want to hear your story, a podcast about your life, what you live, what you go through, where everybody has an interesting story to tell. So please sit back and enjoy the ride. Folu, what's going on? Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> Bro, I am sorry. I completely thought we spoke about doing this podcast thing. I th- I thought we were just like catching up. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, definitely a communication flaw, probably on my part. No worries, no worries. All right, well, I've just had a few drinks, so let's uh, <laughs> let's see how it goes. Well, that's actually better than I could have planned. <laughs> so that's 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 actually pretty good. That's okay. So, bro, long time. I know. How you been? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. I'm currently in Johannesburg. Um, trying to do a little bit of uh, rest and relaxation, but also a little bit of um of work as well. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, so a little bit of work, a little bit of play. Exactly. Okay, so um, you but you still live in Kenya. Yeah, no, I still live in Kenya. Um, it's just that we. Um, I was thinking about coming to South Africa anyway, just um, uh, just you know, just to visit some friends. Um, but it also we're also trying to um close on some partnerships uh, I was coming here f- uh, to visit friends anyway um, but there's there's a few um, partnerships that we're trying to um, close down on as well with the company so I thought uh, let's try to kill kill a couple of birds with the same stone mm, okay um, and you still work for or you still work with hello tractor right that's correct yep so how has Hello Tractor been growing, progressing? Yeah, we've been. Um, it's been really good, actually. The the end of the year has been has been extremely promising. Um, it's been a it's been a pretty difficult year, I think, just um, with with most most companies, I guess. You know, unless you're Zoom. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, but just like most companies, I, I think we've we've had we've had our challenges. Um, throughout the year we've had to make some sacrifices a lot of sacrifices um but uh the end of the year has been really good i think um we sat down the ceo and i to just do like a uh you know like end of the year reflection but also um strategic planning for for 2021 um and it was a little bit humbling you know once you start listing out some of the things that you were able to accomplish even during a difficult year um you know like some of the things like you know overhauling our entire back back end um you know launching um you know the distributed sales um uh, partnership program um you know where we have up to 30 partners now in in um you know more than 10 countries um you know, and and really doing some interesting things on the ground with our, um, you know, with like uh, what we call our uh, demand um, 
different demand management and demand creation um, activities, which is really, uh, you know, organizing um, farmers and farm or, uh, organizations um, and, um, you know, really just getting the word out about, about Helotractor. Um, so we've been able to do a lot of those, those activities. Um, you know, we listed probably like, you know, 11, 12 things that, um, you know, they were pretty core to our business model, um, that we did throughout the year. So it's given me a lot of hope for, um, for what we have in store for next year. Um, especially that, you know, that we were able to kind of lay the foundation for, um, for, for a lot of the things that we want to do. Hey, if you can do well in your worst times, then you will do great in your good times. Yeah, and that's the idea. And, and we didn't even really, you know, a lot of companies, I think, talk about pivoting. Um, I don't think we pivoted, um, you know, in, in, in terms of our business model, we didn't change it around. What we did was, you know, we decided that um, instead of focusing on, you know, this eightfold growth that we expected for 2020, we decided to actually, you know, take a step back and say, let's actually listen more intently to our customers um, and to our employees and, 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 and hear what they're saying about uh, their experience with our product. So I think that allowed us and, and um, to really put into practice, you know, what we preach about customer centricity um, and customer intimacy. Um, and, and I think, you know, we're, again, we're not special. I think a lot of, a lot of the companies that you hear that are doing well um, during COVID, you know, kind of went back to the basics and said, let's, let's actually um, be closer to where our customers are, listen to them more. Um, and that's exactly what we did. We listened to our customers. Uh, it wasn't always pretty what they had to say, but um, it, it helped us um, improve our product, um, I think, um, greatly a lot. Um, and uh, it, it helped us you know, fix some things that you know, we, may not, may, we may not have seen, introduce some features and products that were beneficial for our customers, um, and really focus on what matters most to them. Um, you know, and like I said, so in, instead of just saying that we're a customer centric company, I think we really just kind of put that into, into practice and said, um, you know, we're not, we're not expanding to new markets at the rate that we expected to, but we can strengthen our product by just really listening to our customers a lot better than we did in the past. That seems like a recipe for success, in my opinion. Yeah. Always always listen to your customers and your employees. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. That's awesome. That's awesome, bro. Um man, it's been a long, long time. I mean, how are you coping in how just coping in and acclimating in in Kenya and 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 South Africa and Africa as a whole, just how's the journey been? I mean the journey's been um uh... It's been good. It's been really interesting. Um, unfortunately for me, uh, I'm not really good uh, multitasker. <laughs> so, so, so someone's like, "How's life in Kenya?" I was like, "Well, uh, Kenya is work, and work is life. So Kenya is, is life, right?" So, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, so it's it's uh, you know it's been mostly uh, it's been mostly work, but um, you know. Uh, you know, I can't say it's been all work, right? I've I've gotten to enjoy, um, 
you know, the life in Kenya, I met some really interesting people. Uh, you know, the weather in, in Kenya is just amazing. Um, did a couple visits to the coast um, of Kenya, which is just, you know, sitting on the beach for a few days at a time is, you know, I can't complain about that. Uh, so so it's uh yeah I, I think i mean i'm 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 pretty lucky in the sense of like it doesn't take me very long to acclimate to a to a new place um and also especially because you know this was much more of a, a work move than anything so the focus has been um around work with which which i deeply enjoy so um you know really no complaints on on this side yeah, you are. Since I've known you, you you are a work central, work centered human being, which is good. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, you, you don't say that like it's a good thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying it. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm I'm yeah, saying it as I'm saying it like it's not a me thing, and I and I I guess I'm jealous. <laughs> no, look. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The jury's still out whether it's a good or a bad thing, but um, um, but I think that's that's why it's important for me to find work that's that's satisfying and gratifying, um, and where I feel like I'm actually um, you know, making some kind of uh, difference and impact, um, is you know is because I I realize that you know, work consumes a lot of, a lot of my time. So I want to use that time doing something that, that, that makes a difference. Um, and, you know, one of the, you know, I was saying earlier that, you know, things have really just kind of come in, in droves near the end. Um, I think about a month ago we had um, a report um, that was done, a survey that was done of, of um, almost 300 of our um, farmers in, in Nigeria. Um, and just hearing, uh, you know, like the, the 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 quantifiable results of that study and and the impact that Hello Tractor is having on the lives and the incomes of of farmers, um, and their satisfaction with what we're doing, um, you know that, you know, even though I wasn't necessarily on the on the ground to to do all that stuff, but it it, it kind of gives you that measure of satisfaction that, um. You know the work that you're doing is actually it's it's meaningful at at the ground level, um, and and it's impacting people's lives at at the community levels as well. Uh, so so that, that report, I think I read like five times over the weekend, just because it was like <laughs> that that that's something that that just kind of gives you a, a little bit of um, you know, like like a good feeling about about what you're doing. If I was there right now, I would pat you in the back, really. Really get a really good pat on the back. Well, thank but, you. Okay. I'll take a drink. So, it's better than a pat on the back, but but I appreciate. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, drinks all around. There you go. So in so in America. Oh gosh, I pause for dramatic uh, impact. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, you know, in the other um, whole country. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, our <laughs> dictator president. Uh, is refusing to concede that he lost uh, the election and concede power of our banana republic. <laughs> um, the new regime has come in and tried to, uh, you know, bring some sense of normalcy, but the current military, <laughs> military-led <laughs> power 
uh, is not not uh, recognizing the uh, the new regime, and we're we're still on the brink of civil war, in my opinion. You know, in the capital <laughs> last week, in the capital of our banana republic, there were skirmishes between mm. two uh, rival groups. You know, yeah, you know, I, local I, militias, the local militias, <laughs> led by led by uh, you know primitive warlords, the comrades. Yeah, <laughs> cover that. We're going to the capital, but no. Um, yes, it's it's crazy over here, man. It's not. I mean, us regular people like me, you know, we don't really feel it because we're sitting in our houses watching Netflix. Mm. <laughs> well, Netflix and eating chips and uh and dip, but um, but the, it, things are a bit crazy around here, man. Um, yeah, no, I hear, I hear. That's one of the reasons. I mean, there's COVID, and then there's just the political issues but um yeah that's <laughs> right that's even more of a banana republic we live in we're dealing with a we're dealing with a crazy public health issue right right um interesting times in the u.s right now um it is uh what's going on in the political arena is just um it's eerily familiar to people like you and I who know a little bit about African politics and uh, yeah. and and I don't know if um, I try not to not to think of it too much more than what it is right so I think you can kind of get into this state, yeah. of, state of hyperbole where you're like you know everything's falling apart so I don't I don't think that's the the case but I do see the um you know you see the signs like this is stuff that happens in dictatorships like these are things that dictators before they take absolute control talk about um they weaken institutions to to a point where people have no trust in them um you've already seen that there's growing distrust on the um uh, uh electoral system there's growing trust on the ju- ju- judicial system and it's all being fanned um by this lunatic um and mm-hmm. this this deranged child um that doesn't um doesn't have a way of his brain to accept um that is right. that is that is valid and that's been validated what now more than sixty times by the courts. Um you know, it's it's um you know there there's one part of me I think that that sees those signs and says oh, we've seen this before and it doesn't end well. But then there's another sign, I think, um, the younger idealist side of me that says, look, this is still America. Um, and you know, I still believe that the institutions that I got here prevail, right? But anyway. Right. We, we shall yeah, that aside. Uh, soap opera. You know, I just wish I was in a more advanced country like where you're at. So <laughs> that, that'd be, that's, you know, to, I mean, you guys should come here and... and do some oversight. Exactly. So election uh, oversight, right? Um, right. You know, and Bri, you should camp your militia here to make sure that the transition is smooth. <laughs> but no, no, that, that's just one update there. Uh, you know, and when you know, and it's also, also on top of that, it's, it's cold right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, we just have a trivecta of good news in the U.S. currently. What? How, how are but people no. generally feeling about? The vaccine. I've heard. I know you're supposed to be the one asking the questions, totally, but I'm going to ask you. 
uh, about the sentiment around sure. around even even literally um, last week I was talking to my parents. My dad's a scientist. My mom's a teacher, and you know my dad is used to testing things out on himself. So to him, he was just like, whatever. I'll just I'll take it. Doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, I think is 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 uh, has this uh, similar sentiment that I'm hearing a lot of other Americans of kind of a little distrust. She's like, well, I might take it, but I certainly won't be the first. Like, I want other people to take it. I want to see how it works, make sure there's not a conspiracy, make sure they're not <laughs> lacing it with something, right? And then maybe I'll take it. But, like, how, how are people generally feeling about the vaccine? So if I were to be honest, if I'm being honest right now with myself, mm. <laughs> most of the people I know, joking or not, are like, I'm not taking that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so let me break that down a little more. There are a group of people that I know who don't even feel COVID is extremely serious. Mm. Um, so that's a whole nother conversation, but that they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even me for a long time, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sick. I, I haven't been getting sick. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody that I know personally in my circle has been sick, but that's neither here or there. Then there are the people who, yes, they believe in COVID and, you know, but they're still skeptical of vaccines and large, uh, you know, rollouts and communities of color, you know? Yeah. You know, so the that that's real. I mean, it's real. People are like, you know, I'm not I'm not taking that thing. I don't, I don't know what that thing's going to do to me. Yeah. I don't even know too many people who take who take the flu shot. Right. So, um, for the same reason. For this, uh, uh, well, the flu. So, a lot of people who don't take the flu shot. So, I mean, I'm in, in my 30s. So, mo- most of the people I know are are in their 30s and around that age. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get sick. Sick. You know. Typically, they don't get sick, sick. So if they do catch a cold or maybe maybe the flu, they just let it ride, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the same mentality that they have with COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty young. I don't get sick, sick. So I'll just, you know, t- tough it out. That I mean, I hear that a lot. Like, I, I you know, I, I hear repeated over and over again. There's a 1% chance that you will get sick and a 1% chance that you will die. Some low number like that, right? Mm-hmm. So why would I be worried about a why would, why would I be worried about a disease where only 1% or less or whatever to get sick or die? Yeah. You know, so I hear that I hear that often. So I'm being, I'm being honest right now. Mm-hmm. I want to say that everybody takes the vaccine seri- the the disease seriously. Yeah. I want to say that everybody takes the vaccine seriously, but it's not true. I I've not heard too many people say saying, "I'm going there. I'm getting the vaccine immediately." Mm. Yeah. No. So yeah, we're all not scientists like your dad. <laughs> uh, no, I hear that. I hear that, and I think that's consistent with what you know the skepticism that I'm that I'm hearing as well. So I just wonder how that's going to play out. Um, you know, if you have a good chunk of of the country that actually doesn't um you know doesn't trust or take uh the vaccine because now you'll have you know like kids at school and half of them the vaccine half of them may not and um you know what does that mean for um how long 
you know, COVID is here with us. I already think that it's going to be, you know, there's nothing scientific about this, but, you know, I think it's going to be just like the flu, right? So we have a vaccine for the flu, but every year there's still um, people that, that get the flu and, and even die of um, And I suspect that's probably going to be the case for COVID as well. So you think COVID will be a long-term, a seasonal I think it's, um, I think it's vaccine? Here. I think, it, you know, I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's here to stay. Um, you know, especially, again, if, if, if you can get everyone to take a vaccine, um, then, and we've already seen you know, mutations of, um, of COVID, you know, just recently, I think it was just what, um, you know, uh, the UK reported that they there's there's a different strand um, that they've that they've discovered, right? So, I think you'll you'll get that, and then they'll continue to have you know uh, improvements to the vaccine. But it just seems like this is the kind of disease that, um, yeah, that is kind of long term, and you continue to to increase and better the the vaccine, but um, you know because. You're, percent uptake of the vaccine is just something that's going to live with us and uh, you know people will continue to get back but anyway that is okay. a very unscientific opinion um but that's that's my that's that's what i'm sensing i'm getting ready to publish immediately <laughs> right that's that's going right that's going directly into the into the journal there you go just cite you know follow quite phd yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a in microbiology, in, in, in um uh, biochemistry, right, right, right. Um. So yeah, personally, me, if my job said, "Hey, you have to take the vaccine to go to work," I'll take the vaccine. I've taken the flu vaccine before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be ironic, or is it true? The the first time I got the flu ever was either. Later in the year or the year after I first took the flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. So, like, example, I might have taken the flu vaccine like early January, right? And then I got the flu late December that year, possibly, or early January the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you hear um an echo on your side or something like that? No, not on my side, but I, I also have you on speaker, so I can, I can. T- um, on, on speaker you and maybe that'll be better. Maybe. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Go ahead. Okay, okay. I think I think that might have helped. Is it gone? Now? But yeah. So um. Uh, I th- yeah, I think I think it's good. Um. So back to the uh, uh, the destruction of the American society. Um. <laughs> I so yeah no me I yeah so you know the first time I got the flu was either the year of or the year after I took the flu vaccine. I'm not saying that there's a uh, connection, but it's, it was just ironic. Yeah, I mean, I've but yeah, if my job's I've heard that before as well, right? So I don't know. But my job, if, if my job said, "Hey, told you, you have to take the COVID vaccine before you can uh, come back to work full time," or if, if it's like a requirement, mm-hmm. of course I'll take the vaccine. You know, I still have. Skepticism, but here's my thing: if they make everybody take it, they're not trying to kill everybody, right? 
you know, if if there was a specific vaccine for blacks in America, I would be very <laughs> hesitant to take that right. vaccine. You know, yeah. I'll I'll go out on a limb and say that I probably wouldn't take that right. vaccine. Exactly. But if everybody at my job is taking the exact same vaccine across race, age, and you know, uh, earnings level, then I wouldn't be completely skeptical to take it. Correct. Yeah. That's that's how I feel as well. But um, you know, I, I that I'm also eager to um to 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 travel, whether it's for work or or for for fun, um, you know, and and not not have to worry too much um about. And, you know, I think there's you know the, some of the precautions that we take now. Also, I believe they're gonna stay. They should stay with us, right? Um, uh, but I think it's, it's, it's also important to just kind of get back to a sense of, okay, I can go to the airport and, and not worry that, um, you know, someone sitting next to me is going to do something. Um, I think for that reason as well, once, once the vaccine is available here in Africa and hopefully it's not, you know, a thousand dollars per drop, um, you know, then, then I, I, would, I would probably take it as well. So let me let me let me ask you a question about that. Um, how is COVID? How does the COVID situation look in Africa? Because I've not heard of too many African countries with widespread COVID breakouts. Well, South South Africa actually has um, is is pretty widespread. Um, they've just announced, um, not, not a complete lockdown, but, um, a modification in some of the, the, the policies around, um, COVID restrictions, um, in South Africa. So they've closed some beaches, um, you know, as you know, it's, it's, it's the opposite season here. So it's summer right now. Um, and there's a, there's just, you know, a bunch of COVID fatigue, just like in the States. And, and so I think a lot of people are, um, are just not taking the same precautions that they March or April. Um, I think from an economic perspective, no country, um, really wants to go into a full lockdown again, or can afford to go into a full lockdown. Um, and so there've been kind of modified measures. Um, uh, so uh, there's there's a curfew that they've um, uh, uh, rolled back. Um, it used to be, I think, from 12 to something um, in South Africa, but now it's from 11 to 4, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Uh, you know, and so they're, they're still trying to kind of curb um, some of the crowds. Like I said, they, they closed some some beaches um, during this, this holiday period. Uh, and then they also curtailed some of the alcohol sales um, I think you pretty much can't buy alcohol from a store on the weekends. You can buy it from like Monday through Thursday. Um, so there's some restrictions in place. They're still trying to, numbers have just been rising in South Africa. Um, in Kenya as well, about a month ago, the numbers were rising. And, um, they also um, did some things to, um, uh, to, to cover a little, a little bit, right? Like I said, um, the economy is just not... Um, unlike the U.S., not many countries can just print, you know, trillions of dollars um, to, 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 to beef up the economy. Um, and so just economically, they can't really afford to, to close down completely. 
Um, so they're they're doing what they can, I think, to to um, to curb it. I think uh, I've actually been impressed um, from my vantage point, which is um, Nairobi, Kenya, and um, um, South Africa, that everyone's still wearing um, a mask. Um, people are still social um, socially distanced um, or trying to as much as they can. Um, uh, you know, you still, whenever you enter a, a, a store anywhere, you know, they still sanitize and, and all that, all that good, good stuff. Um, you can say good shit. Okay. Thank you. Okay. How PG okay. this was, right? So. Um, oh, no, no. There's no PGs, no Gs in, in this thing. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I think that they're, they're trying. But um, it's going to be really tough. I think all over the world, especially with Christmas um, coming, uh, you know, um, around the corner. Just yesterday, I read that you know the that London basically canceled Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, in the sense that they went on another lockdown, right? Um, and I just think that would be that would be a difficult sell um, in, in in these parts. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll the jury is still out. We'll see how it how it um, uh, pans out. Um, but yeah, we're the good news is look, we're not seeing the the kinds of numbers that you're seeing in the U.S. Um, right. So mm-hmm. this, but this this is my this is my question. I mean, the African healthcare system has always been compared to the Western healthcare system as the inferior healthcare mm-hmm. system um, by, by uh, a wide mm-hmm. margin. But it doesn't seem like their healthcare system is being overrun with COVID or or collapsing or being shut down by COVID. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not there, but what, what do you think about well, that? Well, it's because we don't see the same volumes as we see in the U.S., right? So if we... If the numbers were the same as the U.S., even even proportionally, um, the healthcare system would be overrun, right? So that's that's one of the core things that the government looks at when they do these um, lockdown, semi-lockdown measures. Um, for example, when they when they did the one in Kenya, it was because the major hospitals were running out of beds, um, and so if if you allow the situation to continue as it, as it was going. Um, you know, then you would just have a collapse of 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 the health, health have enough beds to, to hold people, um, and so uh, that is a real um, consideration, a real issue. Um, I don't think that the I don't think that the takeaway is really in the quality of the healthcare um, system. Uh, you know, in terms of you know, if you just compare the numbers of of cases. Um, it, mainly because of what I just said in terms of like the, um, you know, the numbers aren't the same. Um, I I think the real takeaway is, um, it, again, this is it's probably going to take years, um, of kind of scientific research, um, but there seems to be, uh, you know, COVID, the the. COVID strain or the, you know, the, the, the COVID disease um, seems to have impacted 
um, many countries in Africa in different ways than it impacted um, you know America or Europe. Um, and I've I've heard some theories. You know, one of them being that it could potentially be a different strain of COVID that that hit hit um, many parts of Africa than um, you know China or the or the Western countries. Um, you know, that's one theory. You know, I've heard the theory around um uh uh the 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 you know diet is different um you know in 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 africa i think people just tend to um you know eat a little bit healthier um you know and also there's less kind of artificial foods around it's more natural um you know so there's there's some theories around different diets different climate as well um so I think there's there's different reasons why the numbers are um, a lot less in, in in Africa, but I was people that were worried um, earlier on in like March or April that if the numbers were anything to what we were seeing in in Europe, the health the healthcare system just cannot handle that, um, and even the just the infrastructure, um, you know, even in the in an advanced. Um, society and economy like South Africa, um, yeah, the 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 system just couldn't handle those volumes. Um and so that was a that was a big fear. And but it, it looks like we didn't we haven't seen the 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 same volumes that we were seeing or they were seeing in, in, in West. So that's been I guess a, a, a slightly positive um I mean I just want I just like to take this opportunity to to break down the myth of disease in Africa. Like, people just believe, oh, go to Africa, you're going to catch all these exotic diseases, it's dirty, you know, you know you're better off in the West, you know, it's cleaner, there's less disease, the people are healthier. Like, no, like, in the United States, there is a theory that the disease is hitting the Black community and the Hispanic community harder, you know, because the minority community always gets hit with the hardest things in the U.S. because that because the diet is 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 worse in those communities, or they're uh, not access to um, foods that aren't processed in those communities, and uh, the lifestyle is different. And it goes to show, even in America, if you can see that the lifestyle affects uh, your chances of getting COVID, you can see that same thing. Um, being played out in Africa as opposed to the United States or or or, or Europe, the, the the diet, the lifestyle, the way they live. I I just uh, I'm ranting. I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but I like to, I, I I like to use these opportunities to uh, break, break these yeah. stereotypes and I'm sorry, break down the myths. Yeah, break down the myths. Yeah, I mean, the COVID is not crippling Africa yeah. at all. In my opinion, I mean, I'm, there, there are some effects, but it's not crippling Africa. But COVID is crippling right. the West. You know, and um, I, uh, I just hope pe- more people, especially Africans in diaspora, you know, uh, American-born, Caribbean-born, or whatever, European-born Africans can see, like, you know, Africa, you know, is not bad. It's not a bad place to live, not a bad place to visit. You know, but anyway, 
that's just my my ge- my general my my general theme. I, I hope it doesn't. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, I, look, I hope it doesn't take COVID to <laughs> for people to realize that Africa is not a bad place to live. Um, but if that's what it takes, then by all means, uh, I'm sure. But but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, look, you don't, you know, I, I I don't know who's still holding these myths, but um, let's all let's let let's all oh. come back to reality, and I don't know, maybe yeah, maybe come. Coming to America oh, no. too will, will, will solve a lot of these issues, right? <laughs> I haven't even seen that. Is it out yet? Is I'm that, not even sure. I think if it's not, it's supposed to be out pretty soon. But I've been, I've been... <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully. Or, or Black Panther should have broken some of those uh, those myths too. But you know, we'll see. we'll see. But you know, when when I actually come to visit you in Kenya and do my podcast mm. from Kenya. Hopefully that would open some eyes yeah. to see how wonderful there you uh, being in Africa First actually is. First yeah. knowledge. Maybe you can even do a, like a video pod um, just to show. Mm-hmm.